Good evening. Good to see you all tonight. I'm looking at that camera now. Good to see. I wish I could see you all tonight. Brother Richard, Sister Megan, Sister Barb, right to the front. Good good evening. <laughs> Amen. I was asking the deacons, I said, please have them everybody sit closer to the front. But then it's all been papered up here, and so you got you're out you're uh, saved. Next service, right at the front. <laughs> Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord tonight. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful time, but John's going to speak tonight. He hasn't, seems like he hasn't spoken for a little while. He was away for a bit, and so we're going to join in. We're going to pull on the word. We're going to stream from here, and we'll be the amen corner from the sanctuary, and we'll hear the amens from the Felger Paul, and, and we'll have a wonderful time. And I want to sing tonight. I wanted to sing it last Wednesday, but I do want to sing Arise, Possess Your Inheritance. We're going to stand for that song. We're going to go through it. We're going to go through the key changes. You're going to sing it like you're the choir that we're on the risers here. And everyone's going to stand at your home. And you're going to sing this song like you mean it tonight. Amen. All right. Ready for this better band? We'll go with the chorus first. Oh, Possess your inheritance. Oh, for this is the year of Set you free. Oh, entangled with heavy chains of captivity. Let's sing now. Bruised and battered by sin. Oh, condemned and sentenced to a life of bondage. Oh, there was no peace of of rain, say and rejoice, you receive the atonement, oh, accept the pardoning word, which was provided for you, because you're out of the bottle, woman, you're out of the marine, we'll rise, your inheritance. Oh, this is the year of Jubilee. 
Entangled with the yoke of bondage. That's why you're here tonight. If you're bound, you can be free. House of deliverance. Amen. I don't know what the Lord has in store, but if you're expecting, you'll get it. You'll get it. Once my heart and soul. I think it's in G. Oh, once my heart and soul were fed and
I can't even imagine what it would have been like when back in Abraham Lincoln's day and the Emancipation Proclamation went out and they were free. And all that were enslaved could say, oh, no, 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 I am free. What a feeling that was. They said, he's the emancipator, Abraham Lincoln. And man, that's, that's all of us tonight, wasn't it, Victor? We were slaves, Daniel. But the great emancipator. <laughs> Amen. Abraham Lincoln pales in comparison to the great emancipator. Amen. Amen. So we have, we're going to go to prayer. We have needs, different ones that Satan is trying to attack. But we have an emancipator. Amen, Levi. So we're going to go to him in prayer tonight. Brother Victor, I might just ask you to come and take these needs before the Lord. We have a number of them tonight. And maybe just listen as we just bring them before the Lord. We speak them before him tonight. People have penned down these different needs in faith, believing that the prayers of the saints could touch the throne of God tonight. So let's not just take this as a as just prayer, something that we do in a service, but we're going to take these needs before the Lord and let's just bind our hearts together and our faith together, believing that there will be an expected end for each one of these needs. I mean, let's, uh, Sister Roxanne has brought a, a request, uh, little Noah Motley and the family are just asking prayer. Noah's had another seizure this week. So we're going to bind that demon and rebuke it tonight in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For the Motley family. Also, Sister Diane, I believe, is it uh, Simonelli? Simonelli. Uh, her grandson is needing prayer. Grandson Tyler, and he's had an inflamed, uh, just an, an perforated bowel. And so he's in need of a, a real touch there from the Lord. Brother Juan uh, Carlos is penned in a need. There's uh, Brother Milton and his family down in El Salvador. Uh, Brother Milton's father went to be with the Lord uh, this just this past week I guess in the last few days and uh, due to the COVID virus and Brother Victor was his name and he was a deacon in the church there for well over 50 years and was one actually one of the first believers that was in the message when it was introduced or when the message was introduced in El Salvador so a soldier has uh, gone on to to his reward but uh, hard for the family and especially a church I'm sure that's had someone there as an anchor for them all these years we want to remember Brother Milton and his family but Acobus had brought a need in just uh, on the weekend, just asking. There was a brother that's been witnessing an outreach, a lot of outreach into the jungles uh, in Africa and uh, I believe in South Africa and such. And so he's, he was asking just that the prayers of the people would go with him as he's sharing the message in the deep regions of, of the jungles as uh, someone has to do it. We're here maybe in the comfy realms of BC, but there's different ones that are going deep into the into the jungles, carrying the word and carrying this message. And so we want to lift them up before the Lord. Sister Rena Witt in our assembly, needing a touch from the Lord, is really battling. And so we would come against the enemy with our prayer for Sister Rena, remembering our brother Ron, as well brother Ron Spencer, upholding him before the Lord, continue to strengthen and heal him. Many needs, many needs, and the many that are unspoken. And I know on hearts and burdens on the hearts of, of, of each one of us. So let's bring them before the Lord. Brother Victor, if you'd be able to come and remember these needs. And I, maybe we'll just sing. I just want to sing. Maybe touch your people once again as as Brother Victor comes. Touch your people once again with thy precious holy hands. We pray. Let your kingdom shine upon this.
this evening dear God and Father Lord the first request I just have Lord is that you would just move me aside oh God and that Lord you would even now let divine love project Lord Jesus that Father when love has reached its end the sovereign grace would take over and produce the result Lord Father Lord would you just intercede for these needs oh God what an hour we're living in oh God what a what a time, Lord. And Father, I pray that the love of God would just, even as we sense your spirit here, Lord, your presence is so near, Lord. Even standing there, Lord, I couldn't help but hold back the tears. But Father, your presence is so near, Lord. We know that when your presence is here, anything can happen, Lord. So the Tom ministered on Sunday, oh God, the supernatural can take place even now, Father. So, Father, we come, O oh God, Lord, to bind our hearts together, Lord. Not just me praying, but every person here is praying, O oh God. For these needs that have been penned down, Lord Jesus. Our sister Roxanne has put down a need for Brother Noah Motley, Lord. Yeah. Having these seizures, O oh God. Lord, we come together in the name of Jesus Christ, binding our hearts in faith to bind the devil, Lord, that has been oppressing this young boy, Father. Even now, Lord, Father, would divine love project from the hearts of your people, Lord. Lord, when love is reaching down, would sovereign grace take over, Lord, and produce the result, Lord. You said, ask anything in my name, believe it, and I will give it to you, Lord. Lord, you said, if ye abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask what you will, and it shall be done. So, Father, we believe your word tonight and pray that the seizures would cease, Father, from this night forward, O oh God. The Father, O oh God, he wouldn't have another seizure again. That he will testify, Lord. The family will testify, Lord. Sister Roxanne will write in the testimony, Lord, that the seizures have ceased, Father. Lord, we just happen to believe that, Father. Dear God, we come in prayer, Heavenly Father, for Brother Juan Carlos has put down a need, Lord. For our precious brother Victor, Lord, in El Salvador, Lord, who's gone on to be with you, Father. 
Dear God, we know that you are touched by the feeling of our infirmities, O oh God. And I pray, O oh God, that you would comfort them, Lord. Send your presence, Lord. Send your healing hand. Send the angel, O oh God, with the softest hands, Lord, to just pet the brow of your people, Lord. The family, Lord, that's grieving at this time, Lord, I pray you be a strength to them, Lord. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, would you remember Sister Diane's need, O oh God, that she's written down, Father. Lord, would your presence go by her way even now, dear God. Go, Lord Jesus, via, Lord, that written, penned down need, Father, Lord. And meet that request, Lord Jesus, from the heart of faith, Lord. She's written it down, believing that the saints of God are praying. Follow God, believing that when she writes down that need, Father, and it's handed to the deacon, handed to the minister. Follow God and Brother Michael read out those requests, Father, made known to the people. Follow God and when the people pray, Father, as our Brother Raymond experienced, Brother Raymond Rosvito, his daughter had cancer, Lord, and the people prayed, Lord, and she's healed. Father, we're believing that as well for these requests. And Father, God, I'm sorry, Lord, I've forgotten the rest of the needs, but Lord, you know the needs, Lord. And Father, any need in divine presence now, Lord, as Brother John has prepared himself to minister your word, and we've been in prayer, praying, oh God, that the Holy Spirit would move. Father, take the man out of the way, Lord, and minister through his lips for you, sent your word, and it healed the people, Lord. So, Father, would the word of God go forth tonight, Lord, in power, in demonstration, Lord, and fulfill that which you'll send forth to do, Lord. Meet the needs of your people, Lord. Heal the sick amongst us. Lord, you are greater than coronavirus, Lord. You are greater than cancer. Our brother Ron Spencer, Lord, seeing him testify. Our brother Andrew in Louisiana. Father, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I pray you strengthen him, Lord. As your prophet said many times, oh God, that that cancer, the spirit is gone. But Father, that body still needs to heal. Lord, I pray you strengthen him, Lord. Lord, may the cells, Father, receive divine strength from you, Lord. Strengthen the family, Lord, Brother Andrew. And remember Brother Milko, Heavenly Father. Pray, Lord, you strengthen him as well, dear God. Father, remember Sister Rena Witt, dear Heavenly Father. Lord God, even waiting, Father, under expectations, Brother Tom said. Sister Rena, you can come out of that wheelchair. Father, we believe your word, oh God. Father, as Peter looked upon that need and said, she perceived that he had faith to be healed. And Father, he reached out his hand. Father, oh God, he said, stand up and be thou whole. Receive strength. Lord, we believe that for Sister Arena, oh God. And I pray that as the word go forth tonight, Lord, that you'll give her faith to receive total healing, Lord. Not just the healing for these needs, but to be whole, Lord. We ask now, and may you presence, Lord, continue with us, Lord, and the song service, best brother Michael. Lord, I, I, I'm sorry, Lord, for taking some time, but Heavenly Father, my heart just swelled with joy and love as I was just remembering all those that have been serving in the church, Lord. All the deacons and the musicians, oh God, and Lord, all the sound people and everybody that's been working so hard, Lord, to make these services possible. Lord, we're so thankful, Father. For a body, Lord God, that love your people and love your word. Father, we're so thankful, Lord God, for this message, oh God. Those Satan buffets, Lord, we are sheltered in your presence, oh God, and our hearts and our minds in you. Thank you, thankful for your people, Lord, and for your grace, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Victor. You may have your seats. I tell you, it's just a, what a comfort it is we have that we can go before a faithful Heavenly Father and bring our needs before Him. I, so many times you can get on your knees and just the, just the pressure can just go off you and you can come to Him in prayer. I just, where the different people of the world, what they have, they don't have that. Oh my goodness. What a blessing that is. We can approach our Heavenly Father and we believe but a victory. Your prayer will have hit, hit the throne tonight and our faith will lift that up there and take care of these, these needs. Amen. What a blessing we have. What a joy. Brother John's gonna preach. I don't have a special tonight. Brother Andrew was preparing for one. I'm gonna put him on the spot. He's ready for Sunday. Brother Andrew Rivas. So there, I've spoken it. So now he must, <laughs> must have it ready. He was working on one. So I'll give him a few more days. So that's, uh, pressure on him i did want to just i know you're seeing a lot of a lot of paper and a lot of green tape in the sanctuary and cameras feel free but i feel to to throw the cameras on the on the pews and just let the people that can't come here know we're we've been different ones have been putting their time in and they're and uh, just really being a real blessing sister uh, elizabeth walner but our serge roy and uh, have really taken a uh, lead on the uh, standing we're standing there right now prepping all the pews to be stained, they're being sanded and then taped and prepped, and then they're being restained. You can see a couple of them; they're looking darker than the others, and and uh, all the window trim. It's a major, tedious job. But our Serge has led the way and and uh, been did a lot of time just trying to fine tune the whole process and get it so we could actually enlarge it to a bigger team. And uh, it's going to look stunning when it's all done. And just a couple areas that you see, just wow, this is like a whole brand new pew. So uh, when everybody gets here, hopefully sooner than later, you'll be sitting in what looks like a brand new pew and uh, new blinds on the back. We're working on getting some new curtains there and such. So we're just trying to take advantage of the time while it's a little bit, a little more empty. But uh, I just think of the scripture where they went in and, and that it was a Josiah that saw the temple and it was in disarray. Was that who that was? And uh, he says, we need to, you know, we need to, this is the house of the Lord and we need to put it, it needs to be in the best condition. So this is your house that you come to worship in. And so on about July 18th, which is not this Saturday, but next Saturday, we need about a handful, I'd say maybe a dozen butter surge. Is that about a good number? Plus minus, maybe more plus. And uh, we're going to do some more sanding and more taping and all that. So maybe you just call the office and let us know if you're available on July 18th and we'll We'll uh, do our best to make sure the house of the Lord is in its best condition that we can. Amen. So a little update there. We're going to sing just one more song about John. We're going to invite him to come, and we'll get the. I want to sing "Gone." The stones roll back. Gone. Mary came unto the tomb of Jesus. Amen. I'm thankful it's empty. <laughs> I could keep going there. We're not. Amen. All right. Mary came unto the tomb of Jesus. Oh, the stone was moved, the Lord had gone away. Oh, the angel said, Fear not, I know whom seek ye. Oh, for he has risen this, she heard him say. Father's right. 
I don't get tired of being able to see you on the screen and be able to talk to you because I still remember those first few times. But boy, am I waiting, Brother John, for you to be able to walk from that chair to this pulpit. Amen. 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 So soon. But have your liberty tonight, Brother John. And we're just expecting much from, from the word tonight. God bless you. Well, we'd like to sign up for that Saturday, Brother Michael, the July uh, help be. But I, I think the border is a little hindrance to us. Amen. God bless every single one of you tonight. And it's so good to be able to see some of your faces. Uh, we can see the fellowship hall um, in my view here tonight. It's a very great blessing to be able to see everyone in the fellowship hall. I can give you a little wave there in the fellowship hall. If you'd like to just wave back, God bless you. And um, the Lord willing, in a few minutes, uh, Maybe I can't really see the uh, sanctuary at all right now, but I think that's fine. And it's so nice. Uh, thank you, Brother Michael, Ray, for making this possible. And thank you to all the musicians. I just want to say thank you on behalf of all of the streaming audience, how much you have been a blessing to us, even at the end of the service, how you've lingered and played. It's been such a blessing uh, to all of us and our families and the atmosphere. And I want to say God bless you. And thank you very, very much. Uh, the services have just been wonderful as we've been feeding off of the word together, uh, the different ministries. And we thank Brother Biscoe and Brother Tom and Brother Murphy and Brother Tim and all the ones that are supporting in the church. We've seen the body come together. And we just pray the richest blessings upon you tonight. Uh, bring another prayer request today. As I heard, uh, there was a pastor from Malawi uh, that passed away this morning, and uh, he has a dear wife and family. We were there, uh, ministered in his church just uh, some months ago, and to hear this morning that he's passed away uh, suddenly today, uh, just bring that as a prayer request before the church, that there's brothers and sisters around the world uh, that are also suffering and going through t- uh, times in their churches. I just heard yesterday for the first time that uh, Pastor Dioka from the Congo has actually been stranded out of the country for these uh, since March. And so the last four months, our, our Pastor Dioka uh, from King Sasha hasn't been able to be with his assembly. And so their church, of course, they're not able to gather and the different saints in 
Africa, many of them large churches, are not able to gather. And so we just are thankful for this uh, technology and how the, the Lord is able to still use the ministry to minister to us. And um, it's such a thrill to be able to participate and be part of your families. And we pray a richest blessing upon you that are in the sanctuary and you that are in the fellowship hall, which we can see you and all those that are streaming from Canada. Thank you, Brother Michael. And uh, the U.S. side of the border and the worldwide congregation, I've already heard just a few minutes ago that from New Zealand, they're connected. Uh, South Africa, it's early in the morning and they're streaming right now. My, what a family. What a family of God. And uh, we just are here to rejoice with you. I wonder if we could stand tonight. We'll go right to the word and Brother Michael Ray is going to help us. Because uh, I felt like we could read together in Psalms 119. And uh, just to allow you to participate, I thought if I would read a verse and then Brother Michael could lead the fellowship hall and the sanctuary with the next verse. And um, those on the streaming audience could read along with myself. Is that okay? Amen. I just thought that would be wonderful. So Psalms 119. We'll start reading verse 105 together, and I'll read verse 105, and then Brother Michael can lead the the fellowship hall and the sanctuary with the next verse, and then those in the streaming audience can read along with myself, and we'll just all participate. And we just have a word of prayer as we approach the word together. Our loving Heavenly Father, To be able to be together like this and even the unseen audience and congregation, we are connected with the body of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you've made this possible, that in this time of trouble and this global time of great adversity, that we're able to hear your word and hear the music, Lord, and hear the prayers of our brother Victor and be joined with the testimonies and with the needs of the people. I pray the Holy Spirit would settle down into every room, into every corner of every house, into the fellowship hall, into the sanctuary, out into the streaming audience. I just pray a blessing upon this service. Lord, the supernatural is what we're looking for. And I pray that you would speak to the hearts of each one, each person. Lord, may the experiences of your presence mean more to us now than ever as we embrace your word. Bless the reading of the word. Bless the hearing of the word. Anoint all of us now for service. May we respond to the Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Yes, now we can see the the congregation in the sanctuary. God bless you tonight. And so I can see you on my screen the fellowship hall and in the sanctuary. So that's so wonderful. So if you want to say amen or wave your hand tonight, that would be encouraging. So Psalms 119, I'll read verse 105 with the streaming audience and then Brother Michael will read the next verse and then we'll go down to verse 120. So verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, 
according unto thy word. Except I beseech thee thy free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I err not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. That was the verse that I'd like to emphasize out of this reading that you read in verse 116. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. I'll read verse 117. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe. And I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. Amen. Amen. Let, let one verse one sixteen one more time. That is our verse tonight. As I was looking to the Lord for this service, maybe we can read that out loud together. Uphold me according unto Thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. God bless you tonight. What a word! You can have your seats. Tonight, we would like to speak on spiritual experiences seen with heaven's eyes. Spiritual experiences seen with heaven's eyes. And I know we don't like to speak about this, but it's been since March the 11th on a Wednesday night of 2020 that we had our last service together. I know it's not good to remind one another how long it's been. But I was looking again today at that Wednesday night, March 11th, which is 17 weeks ago, four months ago, when Brother Ken Andy spoke on that Wednesday night. And I turned to the minister that was next to me on the platform as Brother Andy's was speaking. And I said, it's like he's speaking for his last time. That was our last Wednesday night that we were all able to be together. Brother Ken Andes brought it to my memory that he also was the last speaker at the Log Church. So that's kind of amazing that Brother Ken would be the last speaker in 1989 in the Log Church before we moved to uh, the church sanctuary and the fellowship hall there uh, in Cloverdale that 17 weeks ago, Four months ago, since we were all together, 
And so it's been a long time and our hearts are groaning. If it's that kind of a groaning to see one another, what about the heart of God it is to see us all together in another place? And as the psalmist David was speaking in Psalms 119, he said, let me not be ashamed of my hope. I was thinking of this service tonight, how our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in the word. Our hope is that God fulfills his promises. Our hope is for the resurrection of the saints. Our hope is in the rapture. Our hope is for heaven and our future home. Our hope is that Jesus Christ will confirm and demonstrate himself among us. And the psalmist said, let me not be ashamed of my hope. And I think that's the cry of all of us tonight on a Wednesday night here in North America. And it's already tomorrow in other places. But I know that it's the cry of of the believers that it would just be these spiritual experiences and seeing with heaven's eyes that tonight the Lord would just give us the kind of experiences that we have need of for the journey. And tonight I'm going to be taking some things out of the scripture and then what Brother Branham spoke about, about experiences. But in the message, the world is falling apart. He said, now we are happy to know that there is coming a time when the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And that we shall rule and reign on the earth with him a thousand years. We're looking forward to that time. And hearing the men speak of their temptations. And how that Satan uh, took our Lord up to the top of the mountain. And in a moment of time showed him all the governments and kingdoms of the world. And offered them to him. But he flatly refused them. Because he knew that someday... He was falling heir to them. And he said, we don't look at things that go on so much temporarily now, but we look to the end of the road where the rewards are given. Amen. What a, what a something for our hearts when we see the world that is falling apart. He said, we don't look at things that go on so much temporarily now. But we look to the end of the road where the rewards are given. So tonight, if we could just encourage you to not take the handlebars of your life and just look to the things that are around you that would cause nervousness or wobbling, but look to the end of the road. Look to the end of the journey. Just let your heart be stirred and and let your the word of God, as we've been hearing in these last weeks, just come to us. And feed our souls that we we would not be ashamed of our hope. That we would not be ashamed of you that have given your hearts to the Lord and made these commitments to Christ to serve him. That the Lord would now come within your experience and give you the strength or the experience that we have need of. Now tonight when we're speaking about spiritual experiences, I'm not speaking about so much about the time you were baptized or the time that you initially received the Holy Ghost or you were born again. I'm not just speaking about those experiences, but I want you to just look into the word with us 
And there's experiences that we as believers need even now in our journey. And I just want to go back to what Brother Branham would speak about after coming back from beyond the curtain of time and how that affected Brother Branham. And he said that one visit there to me has made me a different man. So it was an experience. It was something that God gave him as a believer that made him a different man when he came back out. He said, I can never, never, never be the same Brother Branham that I was. So now we're speaking about experiences and things that God would give you and I that even as we were in prayer today praying for you, and this has been on our hearts for the last few weeks now, that God would give you as a believer experiences and that we would see with heaven's eyes or look into those heavenly realms that when we come back now and live in our natural lives, that that would give us strength. And so as we look at these experiences first, we have many natural experiences. I'm speaking about spiritual experiences, but first, We all have natural experiences. Daily, we have experiences. Some of those we remember and others we forget. Some seem not very important and then some seem more memorial. And we remember those natural experiences that happen in our lives every day. But then we have spiritual experiences. And especially for the believers, these experiences are so vital They're so important for our lives. That's what we're focusing in on tonight. We must have that supernatural element in our daily lives. We need those spiritual experiences to keep us balanced. Even Paul in 2 Corinthians talked about the the letter of the word killeth, but the spirit giveth life. So it's not just hearing quotes and hearing messages. It's not just going to a church. It's not just streaming and being connected to a church. Because the letter of the word killeth, but the spirit giveth life. So we need spiritual experiences in our lives. If not, it just becomes foggy. I've seen it even in the last four months, even amongst good people, because of the distancing and because of the separation and because of the the normal that we used to have, it can almost cause a brother or a sister to get into like a vacuum or like a a state where they're just going through the motions and their spiritual experiences that God would give us to keep us balanced. Brother Branham in the seventh seal, he said, when the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. When the supernatural comes in, That's the mind of Christ. So now it's the supernatural. It's you and I inviting the mind of Christ. As a brother Tom was speaking on Sunday on higher thoughts. It's not just our own thoughts or our own opinions, but it's now the supernatural. It's the mind of Christ that's coming in that is going to make the difference. Can you wave your hand and say glory to God? Thank you. God bless you. Now quickly, we could speak about experiences in the Bible. We could talk about Jacob wrestling with an angel. 
and changing his name to Israel. What an experience. We could speak about Moses and the burning bush and his commission. And what an experience for Moses. We could speak about David and Goliath, killing Goliath. And what an experience as he went through that. What an experience that was. We could talk about the three Hebrew children and the fiery furnace. That was an experience. We could talk about Abraham taking Isaac, which was a young person, up to the top of the mountain and the Lord providing a lamb for him and giving them hope and strength and life. We could speak about Mary, which was a teenager that heard from an angel. My, can you imagine just being a teenage young lady, hearing from an angel, what an experience. It was an experience that happened to believers that would change the course. It would move them down the right road. That's what we're speaking about tonight. Samson and his life. We could speak about Jonah and the whale. Uh, what an experience that was. Or Daniel and the lion's den. Or Jesus, we could speak about that experience of him on the cross or the resurrection. We could talk about the book of Acts and all the experiences and things of the book of Acts, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament, or speak about believers down through the seven ages, even the dark ages. I just want to bring you encouragement tonight as some might think that you're in a rough road and going through a trial, that there's always someone else. There's always someone else that's going through something that's deeper, something that's harder. Even as those that are in India tonight, some of our brothers and sisters with without even food, without even natural things of life. And when I heard yesterday about Brother Dioka and the believers in the Congo and, and then from Uganda and even Malawi today, it brings to our hearts how much we have been blessed and how God has given us more than enough and he's given us ministry even tonight to be connected to one another what a privilege even when brother victor was praying and brother michael song leading and just speaking as brother michael even read the scripture you can just sense the holy spirit through the body these are experiences these are times of strength We're going to speak about Brother Branham in just a few minutes and some experiences in his life. And many believers of the message and what they're going through. Even right now, even right through these last months, I have some testimonies I'd like to share with you, the Lord willing, about what's been happening even in the last few months. Other Christians have spiritual experiences. Now just quickly, I want to bring a contrast now. Because Satan wants to cheapen our experience with the Lord. He wants to downplay it and hybrid it. He wants to bring in some false emotion or some fanaticism. He's an impersonator of the truth. He wants to dilute down what God has done for you. I see some children in the congregation and young people, even up to older ones and even little babies there with Sister Sarah and Brother Victor. But in all of our lives, Satan wants to dilute and and push our experiences down where we lose the heart, where we lose our affection, where we lose our love. And I pray the service would just be more of the Holy Spirit bringing another spiritual experience for all of us 
another step in our journey. Because if Satan cannot get us into a fanaticism and off to one side, then he'll try to get us to the other side where it's just intellectual and dry and we need a balance. We need a balance in our lives and it's a constant prayer of believers not to move us into the fanaticism or just the emotion. But Lord, keep us in the middle of the road. Don't let us just get intellectual and cold and indifferent. And the bride is craving for the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God that awakened you, that aroused you. But then we need experiences along this journey. So what is an experience? Because there's so many aspects and ways we could speak about, but it's something that we go through. Spiritually, it's something that is divine. It's something godly. It's not just a natural experience, but it's a spirit of God that intersects the believer, the omnipotent within your soul, within your, within your life. It just comes to a certain moment where there's a spiritual life changing experience where God drops into the situation. Where God drops into the need, whether it's a miracle, whether it's a healing, whether it's God speaking to you personally, it's eternity begins to influence time. It's God beginning to move. Now a young lady, then a young man, or a father, or a mother, it begins to turn their hearts. I received an email some days ago from a young lady in Africa. She was just giving me her testimony and what she was going through and her troubles. But she said she just woke up one morning and it was like the lights had been turned on. And she had a desire for the word and a desire for the house of God. And from that time, but it was an experience. It was something that God did for her that influenced her life. It's something, this experience now is something that, That if it would not have happened, we would not know what would have taken place positively or rightly from that time. Right now, I'd just like to go into an experience a Brother Branham spoke about in the sixth seal. And I would just like these experiences to influence you and I tonight. He was talking about something that happened. He said it was a dream and I, I was asleep. He said, I've never told this publicly before, but I told it to a couple people, but never publicly, just as I know of, he said. But I dreamed about a month that I was standing one day and I was watching a great time when the rewards were given out. It wasn't the judgment now. I don't believe the bride goes to a judgment, but I was there when the crowns was being given out. And the great big throne was set up there and Jesus and the recording angel and all was standing there. And there was stair steps like going down this way and white ivory run down in a circle and made a panoramic like this and went on out. And all of this great host standing out there and they could see what was happening. And I was standing back to one side and I was just standing there, never an idea that I had to walk up those stairs. And I was standing there and I'd see a recording angel and he would call a certain name and I recognized that name and I looked and way back there, here comes the brother walking 
or the sister, they were walking up like that and the recording angel standing there by the side of Christ. Just a dream now. And I was watching and their names was on there. And I was found in the book of life. And he'd look out over them and say, it was well done, my good and faithful servant. Now enter in. And I looked back where they were going and there was a new world and joys and said, enter into the joys of the Lord that's been yours since the foundation of the world. My, I want to go to that place. I want to be there as he spoke now. God bless you in the fellowship hall. You that are entering into the sanctuary. It's when we see, hear the names of brothers and sisters that we knew receiving their rewards. And it caused Brother Branham to be so happy, so excited. And I thought, they go through there and they would meet one another just rejoicing and going over mountains and great big places. I thought, oh, isn't that wonderful glory? Hallelujah, just jumping up and down. And I'd hear another name called. And I would say, oh, I know him. I know him. And there he goes. And watch him go right up. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord, my good and faithful servant. And Brother Brown said, oh, I said, praise God. Praise God. And he began to rejoice. Oh, and they would, he said they would say like Ormond Neville. Brother Neville was the pastor there at the Branham Tabernacle and the associate when Brother Branham was there. Brother Orman Neville, and I'd say, that's old Brother Neville. There he is, and he, he comes out of the crowd, and he goes up, and I hear him say, enter into the joys of the Lord that's been prepared for you since before the foundation of the world. Enter in. And old Brother Neville just changed. He just changed and would just start back in there just screaming, just screaming and hollering. Boy, I just shouted and said, glory to God. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing one of your brothers, seeing one of your sisters? And Brother Brown was so happy that they made it. They made it. <laughs> oh, I just can't hardly imagine some of your names being called and us rejoicing and saying, I knew that Brother Sterling. I knew Sister Callista. I knew you, Brother Richard. Glory to God, Sister Barb and Sister Emily. We made it. We made it. And Brother Brother was just rejoicing that Brother Neville had made it. And, and all of a sudden, a recording angel stood and said, William Branham. William Branham. I never thought I'd, I'd have to walk like that. And I was scared. I said, oh, my, will I have to do that? So I went walking down there and everyone was patting me like that. And hi, Brother Branham. God bless you, Brother Branham. Patting me as I go along through a great big crowd of people and all of them reaching over and patting me like that. God bless you, brother. God bless you, brother. And I was going and I was saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like coming out of a meeting or something, you know, and I was going to have to walk through those great big ivory stairs. And I started walking up through there. Now, I'm bringing this tonight for an experience. I'm bringing this uh, vision, this dream of heavenly places so that we could see with heaven's eyes. When Brother Branham had this experience and he came back then, it gave him strength. It gave him encouragement. And that's what I'm praying for each of you tonight as a minister that God would give you experiences, more experiences in your life. 
even through these months and weeks, that God would now come to you as a believer even more and give you a personal, that experience that moves you on, a supernatural something. And as Brother Branham's experiencing this, and he comes up to those stairs, he said, I just want to get a good look at him. And he looked at him like this and he just stopped. And he had my hands now like this. He's just looking up to Jesus and to his face. And I felt something slip in my arm like this. I want you to listen close to this experience. I felt something slip in my arm. It was somebody else's arm. And I looked around and there was hope. That's his first wife. And those big black eyes and that dark hair hanging down her back and white robe on looking up at me like that. And I said, hope. And I felt something hit this arm. And I looked over and there was Mita. That's his second wife. And those great big eyes were looking up and hair hanging and white robe on. And I said, Mita. And they looked at one another, you know, like that. And I got them in my arms and here we went. Home. Hallelujah. That was their home. Hope on one side, Mita on the other, and they went into that change together. They went home. I wonder tonight, you that are in the congregation, that sounds like home to me. A place where there's happiness, a place where there's joy, a place where we can lay aside all of our complexes and what people think about us and all the should'ves and all the could'ves and the past. But now there's an experience being given to Brother Branham of hope and Mita. And they went up home. He said, then I awoke. I awoke and got up and I sat down in a chair. He said, and I just cried. And I thought, oh God, I hope that that comes like that. Both of them associated with me in life and bringing children and things like that. And here we are walking into the new world. Oh my, we're perfection and everything. Why he said it's going to be a wonderful thing. Brother Michael, it's going to be a wonderful thing. He said, don't miss it. Don't miss it. And I know we're speaking to the sanctuary and the fellowship hall and to the local assembly in Canada and in the United States and others that are connected. But as a brother in Christ, I believe it's the same message. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Whatever you do, Make sure that's your home. Make sure you have a reservation for that place. As, as the church has now given you the, the opportunity to be able to make reservations for a Sunday morning or for a Sunday uh, service or a Wednesday night in the sanctuary or the fellowship hall. I want to encourage you. Take that opportunity. Take those moments to be with one another and Look into one another's face and realize when the name of Benjamin Hoffman is read out that great day of the awards day. Oh, there's not going to be any feelings uh, uh, negatively. We're going to be rejoicing. We're going to be happy. It's not going to be the hinder parts of, of Sister Megan or, or our, our brother Sterling or our sister, uh, sister Margaret or any other sister or brother. No, no, our eyes are going to be rejoicing and happy that we have made it. 
Brother Branham talking about his wives and how they were associated with him. He said, don't miss it. By the grace of God, do all of that you can do. And then it'll be up to God to take care of the rest of it. Now tonight, that might be where someone is at, that you've done all that you can. And it's time to let God take care of the rest of it. These are experiences. These are times now that we are seeing through heaven's eyes. It gave Brother Branham strength now as he, after losing his first wife, now I'm taking you to another experience. After losing his wife and then a small baby girl and having the feelings that God had refused him. Many of you remember when he was standing in the hospital and the dark sheet came down after all that he had done and Satan spoke to him at that weak moment. It could have been an experience to cause a soldier to lay down the armor, lay down the sword. There was a dark sheet coming down. In his words, it was like God had refused him. And he said, there was the hardest and most treacherous time of my life. Incredible. Here's a prophet expressing his experience that that was the hardest and most treacherous time of his life. That God brought an experience. God brought something to combat that negative. And I want to encourage you as brothers and as sisters. We don't understand a lot of things in life. We don't know the reasons why certain things happen. This morning I was streaming a service that happened yesterday. And it was a memorial service for a a sister that was in her 20s. And she had a child and then she was carrying another child of eight months pregnant with another child and her life was taken. And she lost her own life and the baby's life. And they had a service there with Brother Donnie Reagan's church yesterday and the burial today. And you think about all of these things, why God would take a young, allow a mother to be taken or a young child to be left without a mother and then a young child in the womb to be taken. Friends, if we try to understand everything with our minds, we'll never understand everything. It'll literally move us into a negative realm when we try to put our opinions and our thoughts. That's why I I open with that thought of Brother Branham in the seventh seal when he said when the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. And we need that tonight. We need that tonight. We need that supernatural to move away all the gloom, all the heaviness that Satan would try to come even in a natural cycle of a person's life and move that natural experience and cause a spiritual happening to take place that would supersede, that would give you faith, that would give that brother faith, that would give that sister faith. That's the experience that I'm talking about. That in the hardest time of a man's life, in the most treacherous time of a person's life, that God would come to them and just begin to minister, just begin to encourage. Let me give you one of the testimonies that I had. I just heard this while I was away on our trip. 
And there was a senior pastor of the message that was going through a great time as many churches and many ministries are at this time. And we need to pray for our pastor and pray for Brother Bisco, pray for Brother Tom, Ray, pray for the other ministers because this is a very sensitive time as we pray for one another, the deacons and the leadership even of our church. But the senior pastor, it was in the Midwest there. He was just going through a time uh, that he was, because there's people in the church talking about, well, just closing down the doors and letting, let's just not have services because of all of these things that we're going through. And others are saying, no, let's have services. Let's just everyone gather. And he was just constantly opinions and thoughts. And this pastor was really at the end, uh, just at the end. And there was another minister of the message that felt led to go by and just have some fellowship with this certain pastor. And the Lord spoke to this brother and said, the pastor needs encouragement. So the brother actually had him speak at the Wednesday night service. And the brother began to just encourage the church and encourage the pastor. And he and he turned to turn the service to the pastor and said, I just felt led to speak what was on our heart. To encourage you. And the pastor stands behind the pulpit and sings a song. And then he's very open with the congregation. He made a confession at the close of the service. He said, only my wife knows this. That at the end of the service, he said, I was going to resign. He said, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. That's the pastor's words. But God used this minister to encourage me. And he used another minister to come by his way and give him encouragement. And that brother has maintained his position and received strength. And when I heard that testimony, I thought, how God is mindful of us. How God is mindful of all of us that as we go through this time when opinions and thoughts and then you have the media and you have, you know, scientists and you have physicians and you have simple people that are just trying to live their lives. What God did for the senior pastor of the message, he can do for you. Speak a word to me, Lord. Sing that song through our brother. Sing a song to that sister, Natasha. Let there be a prayer. Let there be, as Brother Branham had a dream, as he would have a visitation, that God, as this sister woke up in Africa, she just said it was like it was different, Brother John. God had done something for her and turned her heart toward the word. I just begin to think about that today as I prayed for you and for the congregation. Now I want to give you another experience that Brother Branham had. Brother Branham was just walking through a certain time of his life and the voice spoke to him and said, would you like to see just beyond the curtain? Now tonight I'm speaking on spiritual experiences seen with heaven's eyes. Not natural eyes, but heaven's, heaven's eyes. And the voice spoke to Brother Branham and said, would you like to just see past the curtain? And I answered, it would help me so much. I begin to think about this experience, Brother Darren. Sister Roxanne gave the prayer request tonight for our brother Noah. 
And I agree with Brother Victor, Brother Michael. I pray that spirit that has afflicted that family, the Motley family, Sister Melissa, just struggling and with this spirit that's coming on Noah, just continually, we just pray the Holy Spirit would bring a relief and bring an experience for this boy of healing and strength. And Satan comes against our children. He comes against our young people. He comes against the mother. Tell her that she goes through a season of her life and gets gloomy and dark and puts nervousness on her and puts it on the husband. It's Satan's intent is to break the home. Break the marriage. Break it apart. He would love for that to happen to Cloverdale Bible Way. Just for the last four months, Satan trying to come this way, trying to come that way. And I encourage you as a believer, this is a time to strengthen yourself in the word. This is the time to strengthen your heart with fellowship in the presence of God. This is not a time to go back. This is not a time to digress. This is not a time to get weary with the battle because we all can. But God gives you experiences. He gives you times. It's like he lifts up the weight of your cross and he helps you bear it another mile. And Brother Branham, when that voice spoke to him and said, would you like to just look past the curtain? He answered, It would help me so much, Brother Peter. It would help me so much. So he's not speaking about the Holy Ghost. He's not speaking about being born again or being rebaptized. He's speaking about having an experience that would give him strength to go through the journey. Oh, and when those words came, it would help me so much. This is now beyond the curtain of time that Brother Branham has this now read to the congregation in Jeffersonville. And he starts talking about this vision. Now, this is an experience God gave Brother Branham, and we're going to experience it tonight to give us hope, to just feed off of the same encouragement. It was a vision that he said the Lord gave me. Brother Branham, he was just laying in his bed that night. I want you to think about this. He's 51 years old. Brother Branham's laying and waking up in the morning, laying on his bed. And he just says, I just awoke from sleep. And I placed my hands behind my head and relaxed my head on the pillow. And I begin to wonder what it would be like on the other side. And I realized that I had lived more than half of my life. And if I lived to be as old as my people, I wanted to do more for the Lord before I left this life. And I heard a voice saying, you're just starting. Press the battle. Keep pressing. And as I lay there pondering, I lay there pondering these words. I thought, I thought I'd just imagine when I heard that voice. And as the words begin to come, I placed my lips between my teeth and I held my hand over my mouth and I began to listen. Remember, he's in a vision. And the voice spoke again and said, just keep pressing. Just keep pressing. If you only knew what is at the end of the road. Oh, let this be a voice tonight coming into the sanctuary, into the fellowship hall, down into the state of Washington, out throughout Vancouver, lower mainland, out throughout 
the nations just keep going, keep pressing, press the battle. She was strength. It was an experience that God was giving our prophet. Just keep pressing. If you only knew what was at the end, at the end of the road. And he said, I can hear the music and the words of an old familiar song. Oh, I'm homesick and I'm blue. And I just want to see Jesus. I would love to hear those harbor bells chime. It would brighten my path. And it would banish all fears, Lord. Let me look past the curtain of time. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for this inspiration. It was just flowing now through Brother Branham's heart. This song of let me look past the curtain of time. And the voice asked Brother Branham, would you like to see just beyond the curtain? And I answered, it would help me so much. Now, tonight, I want to bring this real personal to all of you. But the Lord is ministering too. Lord, give our sisters an experience. Give our brothers an experience. Give our young people, our children, our elders. Give them an experience in their journey that would help them so much. Brother Benham began to convey this. What happened, I cannot say. Whether I was in the body or whether I was in a translation, I do not know. It was unlike any vision I've ever had. I could see the place where I was taken. And I could see myself laying back there on my bed. And I said, this is a strange thing. There were great numbers of people and they came running to me, crying, oh, our precious brother. First came young women, apparently in their early 20s. And as they would embrace me, they would say, our precious brother, young men in the brilliance of young manhood with eyes glistening like the stars on a darkened night with teeth as white as pearls. They were embracing me saying, oh, our precious brother. How many think this is a wonderful experience? God was given his prophet. The young Men and young ladies were speaking words of encouragement. They weren't cussing. They weren't swearing. They weren't rioting. They, they weren't chanting some political uh, words. As I, Brother John just traveled through Seattle just a few days ago. Actually, we spoke in Seattle on Friday night. But just a few days before that, we had went through Seattle on our way to the airport and the protests and them closing the highways and all the signs and the people. What a different sight that this experience God was doing for a prophet when young men in their manhood with eyes glistening and eyes like like, like stars uh, just on a darkened night, like pearls saying our precious brother. It just brought to my heart what a different atmosphere. What a different realm that God was bringing a prophet into to give him an experience. I'll just speak to this to you personally. I was just through Louisville, Kentucky a few days ago traveling through Indiana. And I was speaking for a church in Louisville. And my brother was just driving me through the downtown part of Louisville. Some of you might know it's kind of been a hot spot in the last several weeks. 
and all the shopping centers and the main hotels, the Hyatt and Marriott and beautiful restaurants that had windows and beautiful places were all boarded up now with plywood for blocks and blocks. I could show you photos uh, and even videos of blocks and blocks of plywood because of the spirit of this age and the spirit that's out in the world just causing riots and anger and fear being pressed upon the people. Friends, this world is not our home. This world is not our home. Can we, can we get a response from the people? This world is not our home. We're just traveling through. And I thought of the atmosphere that Brother Branham was being brought into was so different than this chaotic generation. Brother Branham spoke about the young women and the young men, and I noticed they had all become young again. And he said, I had become young. And I looked at myself there, and I turned and looked back at my old body laying on the bed with my hands behind my head, and I said, I don't understand this. And as I began to try to comprehend this place where I was, I begin to realize that there's no yesterday and there's no tomorrow there. No one seemed to get tired. And I begin to realize these things and the multitudes of the most beautiful young women that I've ever seen, they were throwing their arms around me and I discovered that there was only a great love that overwhelmed me. And no physical attraction as in the human behavior. I noticed these young women all wore their hair down to their waistlines. And their skirts went down to their feet. And after this, Hope, my first wife, hugged me and said, my precious brother. Then another young woman hugged me and Hope turned and they hugged one another. And Hope hugged this young woman and I thought, God, what a what a place. What an atmosphere there There wasn't jealousy. There wasn't fighting. Hope didn't kind of push off the young lady and say, oh, that's my husband. That's my husband. It's our precious brother. My precious brother. Oh, God, let that experience even affect us tonight. As I see Brother Emmanuel Gindo there, my precious brother, that's joined us and a deacon. What a, what a one nation, one tribe, one people, one kingdom to know that we tonight are fellowshipping in the same presence. It's with heaven's eyes, with the heaven's view. God has given us a view to that other dimension. God has given us a view, my brothers and sisters. Through prophets' eyes, we have seen into that other dimension because No eye can see, no ear can hear. Neither would it have entered into the heart of a man or a woman what God has prepared. But the very next verse says that God has revealed these things to us. Oh, praise be to God. God has revealed this. God has opened up the curtain. And he's letting the bride look into that other place and see that there's all young people there. Oh, and he talked about a, a, a young lady running up to Brother Branham. Brother Branham said, I don't understand this. This is entirely different than our human love. He said, I don't want to go back to that old body on that bed. 
You know, friends, this atmosphere that we're in right now, I hope that you can sense it there. It's like the Holy Spirit is just pressing now into the hearts of the believer. Just press. Just keep walking. Just keep believing. And Brother Branham's in this experience, in this vision. He said, I don't want to go back to that old body on the bed. And a voice spoke to him and said, this is what you preach that the Holy Ghost is. This is perfect love. Nothing cannot interfere without it. My sister Sheila, that just struck my heart when he said, this is what the Holy Ghost is. It's that other place. Drop down into this place. Drop down into the sanctuary. Dropping down into the fellowship hall. Dropping down into Linden, in Blaine, in Bellingham, in Surrey, out into Vancouver, in Aldergrove. It's the presence of God. God giving us experiences together. That even though we're separated and even distanced, that his presence comes close. It's, it's the divine hand of God intersecting a believer's life, a seed's life, and saying, I'm giving you strength, brother. I'm giving you strength, sister. Just keep pressing. And to the ministry, he said, this is what the Holy Ghost is. This is perfect love. Nothing can enter here without it. Then they moved Brother Branham up into this higher place where all kinds of numbers of men and women now need to hurry along in the bloom of youth. And they were crying with joy. Oh, our precious brother, we are so happy to see you here. And I thought, I'm not dreaming. For I can see people and I can see my body laying down there on the bed. And the voice spoke to him and he began to speak to Brother Branham in this vision about the Bible and about the prophets and about... Brother Branham said, these are not all Branhams. The voice replied, these are not Branhams. These are your converts. The ones that you led to the Lord. Some of these young women you think are so young and beautiful were more than 90 years old when you led them to the Lord. No wonder they are crying out, my precious brother, my precious brother. Friends, don't you realize Whatever age we are, whatever our color of our skin is, or our backgrounds, or our countries, or our culture, that God has brought the message and the word. We speak one language. We're from one Father, one body, one Lord. Tonight we are experiencing this together. And my, they were crying out, oh, our precious brother. Think about it, a sister that was nine years old when she came to the Lord. Just young and vibrant, saying, my precious brother. What an experience. When the voice asked him, would you like to see beyond the curtain? It would help me so much. Then he said, I begin to move from this beautiful place. And my eyes and people were coming to me. And suddenly, Brother Marco, I was down on the bed again. Here's how quick it can happen. God can give you an experience, a spiritual experience. And bam, we're right back in our school, right back on the job. God can deal with your heart and give you a revelation. God can 
take you up into these realms. And then Brother Branham was just right back in his bed again. And I said, oh, God, help me. Let Never let me compromise with the word. Let me stay straight on the word. I don't care what anyone else does, Lord. Let me press on to that beautiful, joyful place. Oh, is the word touching you tonight? I think we can feed from these experiences and have the same desire pregnated in us. Lord, whatever everyone else does, let us press toward that beautiful place. Whatever this person does, whatever that family does, let us strengthen ourselves and march forward. He said, whatever you do, lay aside everything else until you get perfect love. Get to where you can love everybody, even every enemy. No matter if the plane is rocking or the lightning is flashing or the guns of the enemy are upon you. These things do not matter. Get perfect love. My, I wish I could get personal tonight, but maybe some of you feel like the guns are pointed at you and the enemy. And Brother Branham is saying, these things do not matter. I wonder if God could give you, Sister Barb, just an experience. You've had experiences, Sister Abigail. You've had experiences. You've had experiences, Brother Gideon. Sister uh, Joaquina, you've had experiences, but now it's experiences for the journey, what you're going through, that God would grant like he did a prophet, an experience that when he came back and he would say, that helped me so much. That gave me the strength I needed to press on. And here's Brother Branham just encouraging, whether the lightning is flashing, whether the plane is Rocking are the guns of the enemy upon you. They do not matter, but get this perfect love. And I thought, Lord, let these experiences happen for our people. Let them happen for our people where they can experience you in that way. Where faith and love can intersect within our lives. Let me just give you another example. Something that in the last few weeks I've heard of another minister that was hiking. And we're just coming down now as I realize the time. But just as we come now toward the close of the service, there was a minister that was hiking in the Grand Canyon, which is down in Arizona. And there's a very rocky and very hot and very, you that are aware just knows it can get very hot there in Arizona and in the Grand Canyon. This brother had been called to go with some of the others from the church there hiking, and he really wasn't prepared. He wasn't prepared for the hike. He hadn't trained himself. He hadn't brought the water or the necessary food. He didn't bring the snacks. He just wasn't prepared. So as he was just going along, and the others had went on ahead, and his shirt became totally soaked with perspiration and sweat because of the journey, because of trying to press on. He continued on, but just getting weaker. And all of a sudden, there was an elderly lady. This happened to a minister of the message. An elderly lady came up beside him. She just had a bottle of water, and and they just began to talk. And she said, you need to rest. I encourage you to rest. And they just sat down on a rock, and she gave this young minister a bottle of water. 
She gave him a little bag of snacks and a little bit of candy-like uh, food that would give him strength for the journey. Just a little something that gave him a jolt. Like a, it was the encouragement that she needed. And they got up and he began to walk on and he carried on and he finished the race. He finished the hike. And I thought spiritually for us tonight, sometimes it's just maybe an elder or maybe it's just someone that's been down the road a little bit to share an experience and give you a fresh drink of water, give you a little snacks for the Louise and say, here's some raisins. Here's some little candies. You're going to need this jolt. You're going to need the strength that you need. I encourage you to carry on. Press on, my brother. Press on, my sister. And I thought spiritually I wanted to share that with you tonight. Maybe tonight is just maybe that. God giving us strength. God giving us heaven's eyes. That when we give so much attention and time and energy to things of this world and life. But as we've gone on and as time has gone on, things that really maybe doesn't matter that much. That God would give us heaven's eyes. That we would begin to see our lives and our future with heaven's eyes. Because one visit, one experience, one moment of that eternal experience is more than sublime, more than perfect, more than just a beautiful place that would affect us. It would change us. It would influence us. We would never be the same person again. And when Brother Branham described this to us after going beyond the curtain of time, how that affected him. He said, that one visit there to me has made me a different man. And I thought, Lord, if you can do that for a prophet, which was like a wave sheath, he was the one that was cut down in the field and waved over this generation. It was Christ. The message is Christ. And as it was waved through a prophet over this generation saying, There's more out there in the field. There's more out there in India. As I see our brother from India in the service tonight. There's more out there in China. There's more in South Africa. There's some in Europe. There's some in Canada and in the United States and down through Australia. There are others out in the field that must come to the same adoption, this same faith. And I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to do something for them. I'm going to wave it over this people. You're going to lose your wife. You're going to lose your daughter. It's going to seem like a black sheet is going to come down over you. I see you, Brother Branham. You're going to try to commit suicide. He takes off his glove and says, I'm going to touch this power line. And all of a sudden, he finds himself at the bottom of that pole. That was a work for him to do. There was a message that had to be declared throughout this whole world so that in July 2020, there could be faith on the earth. Yes, Brother Michael Ray. There could be faith on the earth where men and women could pick up the torch. As I was just with my mother yesterday, it was her birthday yesterday, 78 years old. We joined our brother Daniel and Sister Tash and their little son 
Wesley in the park there and prayed a prayer blessing over them. And my mother and father was with us. And we just came into a private place there near the border and just began to pray and had a prayer for them. But my mother said later, 78 years old, she said, now I have run my course. Now it is your time. Just an encouragement to the family. Just an encouragement to the children. Just an encouragement to the grandchildren. Fulfilling Deuteronomy and the book of Joel. God bless you, Sister Joanne. We are commanded to instruct our children and our grandchildren that this life in Christ is worth everything. Don't get caught up in politics. Don't get caught up in media. Don't get caught up in this worldly web that would try to choke your heart. But keep pressing. Keep moving. Keep going out there into those realms. Let the Holy Spirit take you and show you heaven. Give you heaven's eyes. Give you a heaven's view. You say, Brother John, I think it was all over for Brother Branham then after that first time. He committed suicide. No. He actually tried it again when he went out into the post box and he got the little piece of mail that said Miss Sharon Rose Branham. He came in, he put it on the desk. There it was all over again. He was tormented. You can look it up in the message and life story. He said, I just, he just began to lose his mind. And he took out the revolver and was going to take his life and tried to pull the trigger. You talk about experiences. You talk about the hardest, most treacherous time of an individual's life being crushed, being broken. And the gun wouldn't go off and he threw it across the room and it went off. He said, Lord, you can't even let me die. He fell back on the dirty bed, he said, and all of a sudden he moved into another place. And he saw Sharon Rose that had just passed away. Just a few months old baby girl. Now, there she's standing by a little schooner, a little broken wheel on the schooner. Brother Bradham said that was a type of my broken family. But there she was standing there. Hello, miss. Hello, daddy. Hello, daddy, he said. I don't understand. You're as old as I am. How could you call me daddy? Daddy, I'm your Sharon Rose. Down on earth, I was your little Sharon Rose. My, you've become so beautiful. What an experience. What a moment that in his time of trouble and anguish, God was giving a, a prophet, a man, courage as he looked into that other dimension and realized there is no babies there. Sister Francine, there is no babies in heaven. We're all the same age. And even a little girl said, where's my brother Billy Paul? Where's my brother Billy Paul? How could a little baby know her brother? In our carnal, natural mind, you say, that's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. You lost your mind, Brother John or Brother Branham. No, it was an experience that God was giving a man that was going through a breaking and a crushing. Where's my brother Billy Paul? He's, oh, he's down. He's okay. Oh. M- mother's waiting for you. 
Oh, where, where is she? Where is she at, Sharon? She's up at your home. Oh, Branhams don't have a home. He said, we're vagabonds. We go from this place. No, but you have a home here. And he looked up and there was, there was the palaces and the glory of God and the experiences. And, and I see him right now just running as he gives the account and the experience of running up those stairs. And there she was. There she was. Turned back into a young lady with a robe on and her hair. It was hope. And they embraced one another. And immediately she said, don't worry about Sharon and I. We're much better off here. Don't worry. Promise me you won't worry. And you know the account of the chair. She said, come sit down in this chair. And Oh, they took his chair down on earth, but they couldn't take this one. And they begin to give encouragement. And, and they, it's time for him to go. She said, promise me, Billy, you won't worry. Promise me. And all of a sudden, he's back into the room. And she's patting him on the shoulder like this. She's patting him. Promise me, you won't worry. See, in that other dimension, he kept saying, no, no, I miss you so much. And Billy misses you. He'd become a single parent just like that, trying to take care of a little boy. By himself, a single parent, God knows what you're going through. Now he's standing back in the room and his wife is patting her, patting him on the shoulder saying, promise me you won't worry. And he said, I promise. And she's gone. He said, I went through the room flipping on the lights. She'd been gone. But he said, she's a Christian. I'll meet her one day. Say, brother John, why are you giving me these experiences? Because there's... Things that God does for believers. More than a story. More than to fill up a Wednesday night service on July the 8th. More than just an encounters of dreams or visions or going beyond the curtain. It's something that would give somebody strength to know. Maybe you've laid with your hands like that. Like Brother Branham did 51 years old saying, I haven't done nothing yet. Thinking maybe your life is in vain or thinking, wondering where you're going. And tonight's an encouragement. Tonight is an encouragement. Look beyond this dimension. Look beyond what you see. See with heaven's eyes. Let the glory of God come out from just the other realm and spill over tonight into your dreams, into this dimension, into your what you see how you walk, your attitude, in Jesus' name. God bless you. Let's pray as our musicians come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Bring this atmosphere into our homes now. Before we leave the sanctuary, before we leave the fellowship hall, before we log off now. Oh, Jesus, how many times has the music come into our homes from our brother Oren, our brother Louise, our brother Benjamin, sister Joanne, our brother Joseph, our brother Ken. How many times have we seen our brother Tom? The weary in the battle and battle scarred. Our brother Bisco, as I saw him on Sunday, 
morning, just gazing out over the congregation. He sees his sheep and unable to gather together like we should, like like we did in the past, and it just brings a heaviness to the heart of the ministry. Oh, tonight, if we could just have one voice and one heart back to God, though we're going through these times of trouble, though it seems like our heart is being drenched and torn out of our separation, there's still an anchor. There's still something deeper than all of the sorrow. We have an anchor in our heart. There's an anchor in our lives. Friends, don't drop off here. Don't drop off now. Let's go to the end. Let's go to the end. Oh, we don't look at things that go on so much temporarily now. But let's look to the end of the road where the rewards are given out. Jesus, may that drop down to the hearts of our loved ones. Even the ministry, Lord, as I gave the testimony of our pastor down in the Midwest. And another visiting minister came by just to encourage him. And to know that the pastor stood up and he said, only my wife knows this. But at the end of the service, I was going to resign. I was going to throw in the towel. I was done was his words. But because of the encouragement, because of the words that were spoken, oh Jesus, let the words go out tonight across the miles. Go out and penetrate into the atmosphere of every believer. And I pray for them, Lord. We pray for one another personally, that we would be able to witness personally and experience. Oh God, spiritual experiences. I pray a blessing upon every person, every believer, Lord. And may the blessing of God overshadow us. Even our brother Murphy, as he prayed in the back room with us. I pray the spirit of God would descend down upon the believers in China and the believers over in Africa that are going through a tremendous Strain right now, even down into Australia, hearing right before the service that the state of Victoria in in Australia has been totally put on lockdown. They can't worship. They can't hardly go places. And we see this out, these pockets now of Satan trying to afflict people. I pray for the body of Christ that you would deliver us from any sickness, any virus, any cancer, any brain bleed, any trouble, even as Brother Noah is battling this, Lord, I pray the demons of hell would be pushed back in every situation, in every uh, need that the people would have, that as we just put it on the altar right now, that you would allow us to experience a healing hand, a miraculous hand, an encouraging hand, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Brother Benjamin, can you play something? Brother Michael, as you just begin to worship and take the service over, pray that the Lord will allow these experiences to carry on until we meet again.
We can sing that, Butter John. The anchor holds. Amen. We'll sing that. The anchor holds. Although the ship is battered. Oh, the anchor holds. Though the sails are torn. John, I appreciate that the service tonight. The anchor holds because God brings experiences into our life that keeps keeps our experience alive and renewed and refreshed. I was caught by just a, a line earlier in the service, Brother John. You spoke and he said, "Say you said Satan wants to cheapen your experience with the Lord. He wants to dilute the experience." And my mind just went to the scripture as you said that. I just went back to the scripture in, in Revelations where it says, "I have ought against you because you've you've lost your first love." said oh god if 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 my experience is your experience is feeling dry go back to that first love experience where god met you where he was really made himself real to you that experience is where the anchor's holding on to through your whole life and so maybe as brother john was preaching tonight just encouraging and, and giving different different um Experiences that even Brother Brandon went through and such just to, and, and maybe I said, Lord, maybe someone just needs you to wrap, wrap your arms around them. And maybe you need to do that back to him. And you go back to your first love when he, when you, he first met you in just that special way. Maybe it's, it's been dry. You go through four or five months of not coming to church and you're sitting in front of a streaming, in front of a camera. And maybe the Satan and all the different things and your eyes get onto different things and has our first love waned that experience that was there so lord just just bring that back don't go from your go back to maybe that first love experience and may that same atmosphere that was at that moment and the lord can just wrap his arms around you and say this is where your anchor holds it's in me and then uh I just appreciate that, Brother John. This, these just moments that you can encourage us and the Lord can strengthen ourselves. Because these are, Satan is trying, he's definitely trying to encourage us. And so we lift up our eyes and we can see as Brother John went through the experience, Brother, uh, Brother Branham going across the curtain of time. That's, that's worth it all. That's worth it all. The song that came to my mind was, I had a couple of mine. I love the song. 
Here Comes the Bride. I do love that song. What a celebration on that day. And you're gonna, we're gonna cross over and we're all gonna all rejoice, right? We're gonna rejoice when we see Brother Peter walking up and say, it's Peter Rekadroka. <laughs> Peter Rekadroka, right? Because there was an experience, you had a first love experience that anchored you deep and that's gonna carry you all the way, amen? Isn't that right, Sister Sharon? It's Sister Sharon Gindo. You're gonna step forth from that. Say it's worth it all, amen? Amen. I, that's what, that's, that's what I have my anchor set on and my eyes set too. Get our eyes off all of this stuff in the world around here. Say, Lord, let me, Brother John says, never let me compromise. Never let me compromise. Just keep pressing. Brother Bram says, if you only knew. If you only knew. And so he gave us a little glimpse of that experience so that we could just mm, buckle down and keep going. Amen. Maybe, maybe we'll just sing as we close. Is that the lights of home? Still to sing that sweetly. I love that song. We haven't sang that maybe for a little while. Is that the lights of home? Do I feel the breeze of the crystal sea? You know the song we can stand? Men Jordan, Levi, those on the streaming, don't forget those experiences, the first love experience that God did for you. When things maybe get dry, just say, Lord, just wrap your arms around you. See, I was real. It was real then. That was a real moment. I met you there. And you wrap your arms around and say, Lord, I love you. Never let my eyes come off my first love for you. Amen. Amen. Let's sing it. My soul cries out. Oh, Lord, how long? Till my toiling ends. And you call me home. Since I caught a glimpse of my home in the sky.
sanctuary, your home, and the fellowship hall. Amen, Brother John. God bless you. I can still see you here. Appreciate you, Brother John. Appreciate your labors. Amen. We're pressing. You keep pressing. Amen. Amen. I, you you mentioned a song, and it just, I, I wanted, I just, I have an anchor in my life. I, I do want to just sing that song. Not to linger a little bit more, but that that's anchored to his solid rock. Amen. I love that song. Of course, let's just sing that. Brother Stephen, would you mind closing a word of prayer tonight? Yes, amen. Okay. Amen. Let's just sing that sweetly now. I have an anchor in my life Holding to a solid rock A strong assurance that he gave me And I cannot be lost with the storms on the water of this life about I make it to the solid rock one more time Oh, I make it to in my life holding to a solid rock a strong assurance Father, we are nothing. We are like dust for you, Lord, but you loved us, Lord. I want to thank you for this time that we come. You've given us that platform that we can come, Lord, in this hard time. But we pray for all of them that they won't miss that rapture, Lord. We pray that, Lord, they will be there. And I call them, that's my brother. That's my sister, whom I love, Lord, the predestinated seed. And, Lord, I thank you for this time. And I say, Lord, keep this all in in your spirit, Lord. Keep this and make them whole, Lord, all the time. That they wonder, that they rejoice in this hard time. Maybe there are more hard times come in future, whatever they will be. Lord, but they rejoice that we have citizenship of heaven. Yes, Lord. We thank you and we say, Lord, you bless them all as they go home. May your spirit with all of them 
and may God you bless them and anyone who is sick Lord may you heal Lord because healing belongs to you Lord we are nothing and we thank you for all brothers and sisters who are honest Lord and and the truth is in them because they are belong to you Lord thank you Lord and I thank you Lord that you gave me this time to pray for them all of us and I and I'm closing this miss uh, this meeting in your name lord we are dismissed but we are connected on other way lord thank you lord in your name lord that the only name that the name which we can have life thank you lord in your name lord amen amen thank you god bless you brother steven god bless you god bless you have a wonderful week Encourage yourself in the word. Greet each each of your families. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. You're dismissed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you.